so long before the days of Ancestry.com and 23andMe and all these DNA or, or ancestral things you can do to figure out your heritage, my grandfather was real interested in our heritage. He wanted to know where we came from. He wanted to hopefully discover someone important in our line of descent. And so he did all the hard work back in the day of going to the courthouse, and I don't even know what he looked up, but he looked up something and found information that eventually led to what he was looking for. And and you see, my grandpa's mom's maiden name was Boone. And so my grandpa was hoping, just hoping, that we would be related to Daniel Boone. Well, it turns out that we are related to Daniel Boone's brother. We are descendants of his, and my grandpa was just so proud of this and told everybody. And to this day, I really don't even know what Daniel Boone even did, but I know he did something in Texas. So, but that's our, that's our family thing. And as we kind of learn about this, it kind of makes us excited because there's a history. There's something, there's, there's like we come from somewhere. Like there's, there's something that, that tells us about ourselves as we learn about our lineage. Funny thing, on Saturday when I told this homily, someone in the congregation is also related to Daniel Boone's brother. Amazing. Small world. I had never met them before, but we're apparently kin. All right. Where was I going? Um, I just got sidetracked on Saturday. (laughs) All right. So you learn something about yourself whenever we learn about our family. We are made in the image and likeness of God. This is part of the fundamental pieces of who we are, of, of, of our faith. It's right there at the beginning of Scripture in the book of Genesis. Which is to say that as we learn about God, we also learn a little bit about ourselves. In other words, as we discover who God is and who He reveals Himself to be, we learn a little bit more about what it means to be human. And we know that God is a trinity. We know this because God revealed himself as such. We would have never figured this out on our own. We also would have never realized this by simply the Old Testament by itself. But Jesus, when he appeared to us, when God became man, he revealed to us that God is a trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Which is to say that God is a relationship. Let me unpack this a little bit. Trinity Sunday is one of those things. We have to have a lot of humility when we talk about the Trinity. Because if you think you understand it, you don't. If you think you understand it, you probably understand a heresy and you need to repent. All right. So what we're going to do instead is have a lot of humility and try to understand as much as we can. We've got three persons, but one God. But it's not three parts to one God. You see, the Father is 100% God. And somehow, mysteriously, the Son is 100% God. Also, somehow, mysteriously, the Holy Spirit is 100% God. We're not talking about 33.3% each. They're three totally distinct, but yet complete persons that make up one God. Somehow, it's not three gods, it's one God. Yes, this is beyond our understanding. Yes, it's a mystery of our faith. 
but it's also the most central and core teaching of our faith. And although we can't totally understand it, we can understand a little bit. What we know is that the Father eternally begets the Son. The Father eternally gives Himself to the Son. We also know that eternally, the Son, always and forever, always was, is now, and always will be, also giving Himself to the Father. And the same is to be said about the Holy Spirit, giving Himself to the Son and to the Father, and vice versa. That the three distinct persons are in this divine, eternal, active dance, if you will, of giving themselves totally to each other. Which is to say that God is active. God is not this static thing in the universe. God is active. He's three persons totally giving themselves to one another. God is a relationship. God, it's true, God has relationships, but even more so, God is a relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit giving themselves eternally to each other which is how we're able to say that God is love rather than saying God is loving, although it's true that God is loving. But we can say God is love because love is the gift of self and God eternally personifies this. Father, Son, and Spirit eternally giving themselves to each other. Three distinct divine persons, but yet mysteriously somehow one God. But what's most important for us to grasp is that God is a relationship of love. And if we are created in the image and likeness of God, we too are created for relationships of love. In other words, we are created to give ourselves to another, to others. First and foremost, to God himself, but in addition to each other. And only through a freely given act of authentic love do we really discover what it means to be human. It's only in giving ourselves totally to another person. It's only in giving ourselves totally to others to living out our lives, not for ourselves, but for others and for God's glory. It's only in that freely chosen act of love that we find fulfillment, that we find meaning, purpose, that life becomes life. We are created for relationships, not to be isolated. So, As we reflect on who God is today, and a little bit about who we are in relation to God, I want us to consider a little more tangibly, which relationships in your life are broken? And which relationships in your life need mending? Sometimes they're broken because it's beyond our control. Because the other person said so. And there's nothing else we can do about it. 
But sometimes these relationships are broken because of something we've done. And sometimes there is still hope for reconciliation. And I want us to consider, perhaps, if there's any relationships like that in your life. Is there anything that you can do to restore these relationships? Maybe a relationship with a family member or a friend or maybe even God himself. Maybe you need to apologize or maybe you need to forgive. Maybe you just need to spend quality time with someone that you haven't spent time with in a while. And when you spend time with them, perhaps you could do a little more listening and a little less speaking. Who is God calling you to restore a relationship with? Chances are each of us have at least someone that we could bring reconciliation in our life. Nothing else, God himself is always desiring a deeper relationship with each of us. We were created for relationships, not to be isolated. And if God models this perfectly, the Father, Son, and Spirit eternally giving themselves totally to each other, perhaps we could do the same. Imagine a world where Christians, at minimum, would live a life of love, would live a life of self-gift, would live not for themselves, but for God and for others. Today, as we continue with Mass, we just want to call to mind those relationships that need restoration. We want to entrust them to the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, and ask God to give us that grace of communion. Amen. Oh, mm-hmm.